At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warm welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beast Family Podcast, and we've got a tremendous podcast for you. In the second segment, we are going to be joined by one of our good friends, Andrew Cayley. He does amazing work over there at Covers, and he's also a gentleman that is getting set for the upcoming college football season. Does a great job day in and day out, taking a look at all that we get in this great game of baseball. And we're going to be chatting with him about what to make out of the recent run of the Toronto Blue Jays. They do wind up following on Wednesday, but by and large, have been able to do a solid job since the firing of Charlie Montoyo. And might they be making some moves at the trade deadline? We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into some of the games that we're going to be seeing on Thursday as well. So going Blue Jays and going Thursday slate with him in the second segment. And then in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. And you've got one in two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNet underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other ways find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. Here before and whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, and well, today we're able to recap darn near all these games. Keep in mind, I'm going to be on the look at here on VSIN all week long. For those of you guys on the East Coast, 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern Time on the West Coast, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. I'll be off technically on Friday when it comes to West Coast, Saturday morning when it comes to East Coast, and then back for the Greg Peterson experience. Be doing some work on Sunday as well, so no shortage of GP on VSIN this week. So hopefully you guys enjoy that, getting you guys set 
for the upcoming football seasons and obviously taking a look at the game of, that we love in baseball. But let's take a look back now at everything that we did wind up getting in baseball on Wednesday. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Lots of unders from Major League Baseball on Wednesday and the Subway Series went under, but it went to the New York Mets 3-2 to the final as Domingo Herman did not wind up lending too long of a start here, giving up two runs in four and two-thirds innings, including a long ball to Pete Alonso, 26th home run season. From there, the Yankees' bullpen was not bad. Wandy Peralta does wind up giving up the winning run in the ninth inning as Sterling Marte of the Marte Parte has an RBI single there, but Clay Holmes was able to give you a scoreless inning. Jonathan Lewiski gives you an out of the bullpen and Lucas Lukey, two scoreless innings. And for the Yankees, they were in this game because my name's sake, David Peterson... No relation. Winds up giving up a home run to Glaber Torres. 16th home run season. I will always claim David Peterson after good starts. When things are rough, we have no involvement. He winds up giving up two runs in a third of an inning after Mad Max Scherzer and himself a tremendous start. Seven scoreless innings, and then Seth Lugo gets five outs out of the bullpen without giving up a run to be able to get the W for the Mets, who are now 61-37. and And it's going to be an interesting race out there in the National League. He says currently there are three games up on Atlanta after the Braves. Wind up dropping one to the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday, 7-2 the final. Charlie Morton, who had given up two runs or fewer in six out of his last seven starts, not what he was planning for. Five runs, four of which were earned, given up in five innings. Tyler Madzik had the bullpen, gives up two runs in one and a third innings before Jesse Chavez gets five outs out of the bullpen. Scoreless in. Matt Olson, another home run for this gentleman. His 20th home run of the season, really the lone form of offense. For the Atlanta Braves in this one, and for Olsen, he's got seven home runs in, I believe, now his last 45 at-bats, so that has been incredible to take a look at. And for the Phillies, Kyle Gibson, he gives up that home run to Olsen, but that's about it. Giving up two runs in six innings, Connor Brogdon, Brad and Andrew Bellotti were able to give you a scoreless innings. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, no home runs, but they go four of eight with Ben in scoring position to be able to get that one to the window. Also being able to get to the window, the Milwaukee Brewers. It's Chris Archer. The arch is going downward for him. 10-4 to the final as for Mr. Archer. Gives up six runs in three innings. And he walked six guys in three innings. That's not great. He wound up giving up a home run along the way. Going deep for the Milwaukee Brewers, Roddy Tellez. 19th home run season. Then Joe Cotton would also give up a home run to Roddy Tellez. His 20th home run in the campaign. And then Luis Urias would go deep a little bit later for his 12th home run in the campaign. That comes off of Yanir Cano. You know what? He wound up giving up two runs over the course of two innings. Real Cotton, he gives up two runs in his inning of work as Giovanni Morin, Trevor McGill, both give you a squirrel setting up for the Minnesota Twins. They had a pair of deep balls of their own as Jake McGee claimed off of the San Francisco Giants. Well, not been going great for him. Eighth home run season to Kyle Garlick is what he wanted surrendering. And Jose Miranda was able to take Corbin Burns for his ninth home run season. Burns has actually been giving up quite a few home runs at home. Gives up three runs over the course of six innings, but punched out 11. And all the Brewers provided him with plenty of support. Jake McGee gives up the solo run in his innings of work as well. And John Del Gustave, Peter Strzelski were both able to give you a scoreless inning for the Brewers to be able to get it done. You wound up seeing the Detroit Tigers. Rally in the ninth to take down the Slam Diego Padres by a count of 4-3 to three for you, Darvish. Actually, a really good road start. He's had demonstrative home and road splits since getting to San Diego. As a matter of fact, his ERA is right around 2.2 points higher on the road rather than at home the last two seasons. But 11 strikeouts, 2 runs surrendered in 7 innings. He did have Luis Garcia give you a scoreless setting out of the bullpen. And we'll be talking about this a little bit more tomorrow with Danny Vietti. But Taylor Rogers starting to fail in the closer spot. 
for the San Diego Padres. Got two outs, but gave up two runs along the way. He winds up blowing this one for the Tigers. All three runs that they gave up were unearned. Tyreek Skubal, not a bad start here. Only two strikeouts, but two unearned runs given up over the course of six innings. Harold Caster dropped a foul ball that should have been a can of corn, and Eric Haas had a bad error in the field as well. As a result, Joey Jimenez, he gives up an underrun in two-thirds of an inning as well, but Andrew Chafe and Michael Former, they combined to be able to give you two and a third inning scoreless out of the bullpen, and the Detroit Tigers all of a sudden starting to trend upward a little bit in regards to the offense as they've now been able to put four runs up on the board and four under their last five games, so give a little bit of credit where credit is due there. Got to give some credit to the Oakland A's for completing the sweep of the Houston Astros, and more importantly, our DK Nation pick for Wednesday was on the under, and you know what? It winds up hitting 4-2 the final. Cole Irvin gives up his first home run in the city of Oakland this season as he now has won 62 and a third innings with one long bomb surrendered at home. He gives up two runs over the course of seven innings. The home run that he gives up to is to, of all guys, Jordan Alvarez. He's been having a good season, 29th home run season, and for Christian Javier. He winds up giving up a pair of bombs, three runs in total over the course of five innings as Stephen Vogt gets his fifth home run season and Stephen Piscotti was able to get his fourth from there. The bullpen of the Astros, which is number one in the league in terms of ERA. Not bad. Ryan Sanicky, scoreless setting. Phil Maiton and Seth Martinez combined for two innings. Martinez does wind up giving up a run along the way, but for the Oakland A's, Domingo Acevedo, A.J. Puck both give you a scoreless setting for the Oakland A's to be able to get the job done and the Houston Astros continue to maintain over a 60% clip to the under this season. You know, it's not been good for unders, even though this one wound up hitting Patrick Corbin as he winds up getting a lit up like a Christmas tree. 7-1, to the LA Dodgers wind up being able to get this one done. If you like me at the over, this was just brutal because the game was 6-0 in the bottom of the first inning because Patrick Corbin, who has been a human pinata this year, he's now 4-17, the Nationals are, in his 21 starts. He himself is 4-14, and and I will say for the Nationals, among the 17 losses that they've surrendered in his starts, 15 by multiple runs, he got tattooed in this game. Six runs given up, but he got two outs. Everyone else in this game why is it grinding for? And I'm going to do the math here in my head. 49 outs and they get up two runs. So that speaks how terrible he's been. One of the biggest albatrosses of a contract that you're going to find. But from there, Erasmo Ramirez yelled down the fourth three and a third inning. Squirrelless Steve Cishek, two squirrelless innings. Jordan Weems, a squirrelless inning. And Andres Machado does wind up giving up a run in his inning. And for the Washington Nationals, no dice in this one is Andrew Heaney. Four scoreless innings out of his really second start since the month of April. From there, Phil Bickford, Alex Vasilla, David Price, they don't give you a scoreless inning as David Price actually gives you five outside the bullpen scoreless. Jake Reed gives up a run in one and a third innings, but certainly a rough one if you wound up having the over. And the Dodgers, they have now won all but seven of their 65 wins by multiple runs. You wound up seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks take it to a San Francisco Giants team that is now 48 and 50. 5 to 3 the final. Giants might wind up being sellers at the deadline because they have hit a rut. And Logan Webb, well, he got caught up in the web as he winds up giving up four runs in six and a third innings, including a home run to Mr. Quitel Marte of the Marte Parte. His 10th home run season, Joshua Rojas from there, winds up getting his sixth home run season that comes off of Sammy Long. Long winds up giving up that home run over the course of two-thirds of an inning. Tyler Rogers is scoreless setting in for the San Francisco Giants. They do go two of ten with Ben scoring position, but it was not enough. Zach Gallon gives up two runs, one of which was earned over the course of five innings. Caleb Smith gives you four outside the bullpen, scoreless. Joe Mantipoli, along with Mark Melanson, combined for four outs out of the bullpen. Scoreless and Noe Ramirez does wind up giving up a run while getting four outs himself. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, 
They're almost as close to playoff contention as the San Francisco Giants right now. Very strange to say as they wind up getting that one done. The Chicago White Sox have no idea what they're doing out there in the bullpen, and they blow another game. 6-5 the final. Perhaps they shouldn't have a relic on the bench right now for them, but for the Chicago White Sox, Lucas Giolito. Actually, not a terrible start given the circumstances. Gives up three runs in five innings. Did allow a home run to Charlie Blackman, his 16th home run season. From there, Matt Foster, a scoreless setting. Joe Kelly, Jimmy Lambert, they combined for a scoreless setting, but Jose Ruiz, he winds up giving up a run in his inning of work, and Kendall Graveman, he gives up two runs, doesn't record it out, and that was the game as for the Colorado Rockies being able to drive in the winning run, that would be Elias Diaz, and for the Rockies, not a terrific start, and for the Rockies, a pretty solid start out of Antonio Senzatello, is allowing opponents to have like a 350 off of him, and yet his ERA is out like 20 right now, I don't know how, but Gives up three runs over the course of six and two-thirds innings. Lucas Gilbreth gave up two runs without getting an out of the bullpen. But Carlos Cesevitz gives you an out of the bullpen. And Alex Calme, Robert Stevenson, they combine for two scoreless innings. And the Rockies get it done despite stranding 14 men on base. You wind up having no shortage of men stranded on base late in this one as the Marlins, they wind up falling to the Cincinnati Reds by a count of 5-3. to three. Most of the runs wound up coming early as the Reds put up a four spot in the first inning. They go 4 of 11 with runners in scoring position as Luis Castillo does wind up giving up a pair of bombs, three runs in total over the course of seven innings going deep for the Miami Marlins. Nick Fortes, his fourth home run of the season, and then it is the first home run for a young center fielder, J.J. Blade. So... He winds up giving up a pair of those, but Bullpen was able to do their job from there. Alexis Diaz gives you a scoreless setting, and Hunter Strickland does as well. And for the Miami Marlins, Braxton Garrett just had a really bad first inning. Gives up five runs in total over the course of five innings before you wind up getting Dylan Floro a scoreless setting, and Waskar Blazobin was able to give you two scoreless settings as well. Have plenty of scoreless settings from the St. Louis Cardinals. They go north of the border without Nolan Arenado, without Paul Goldschmidt. They get it done by a count of 6-1 as... Albert Pools goes yard in this game. He gets a 7th home run season, then starter Kevin Gosman serves one up to Nolan Gorman, his 10th home run season. Kevin Gosman, that was a 3.30 ERA and gave up 5 runs of 4 and 2 thirds innings for Gosman. It's not necessarily been a great year. He's below 500 as he takes another loss. Trevor Richards gives up the other homer, giving up a 1 run and 1 and a third innings. Did have Jeremy Beasley, Anthony Banda, and David Phelps. I'll give you a scoreless setting, but for the Blue Jays, nothing doing on offense as Adam Wainwright was on point, giving up one run in seven innings, punching out eight. Giovanni Gallegos, Ryan Elsley, give you scoreless eighth and ninth innings for that to be able to get in. For the Boston Red Sox, not going great for them. They have won just one game since the All-Star break, and they fall to the Cleveland Guardians by a count of 7-6. to six. A Guardian team that, by the way, they are a team that if they wind up having a good series against the Rays, could they perhaps be buyers at the deadline? We shall see as Josh Naylor, he lived up to his name. He nailed a home run in the ninth inning to be able to get the W. 14th home run season that comes off for Tanner Alcas. Nathan Eovaldi, not the start that he was looking for, but he was hurt by Franchi Cordero committing three errors out in the field. That's just absolutely terrible, and this needs to actually go into your handicapping a little bit. The Boston Red Sox are feeling like a Little League team right now, and it's been terrible to watch. So Eovaldi, once again, winds up getting hurt by his fielding after that infamous 28-5 game. He gives a five-run three, which were earned over the course of six innings. No thanks to Franchi over there. For John Schreiber, he winds up giving up one run in two innings, and then Houck gives up that home run in the ninth inning as Bobby Dahlbeck tried to rescue this team. He winds up getting a pair of bombs his ninth and tenth home runs of the season. Both come off of Cal Quantrill. Quantrill gives up six runs, five of which are earned, and five and a third innings. It's been getting lit up a little bit recently, but same advantages 
and Yal de los Santos both give you one and a third inning scoreless before Emmanuel Class 8 closes the door. He gets a scoreless ninth inning to be able to get his 21st save of the season. We wound up seeing the Seattle Mariners take down the Walker Texas Rangers by count of 4-2 as it was Julio who wound up coming through for the team. Julio Rodriguez, 18th home run season. That comes off of John Gray and for John Gray, it was not 55 shades of John Gray, but it was four runs, all of which were earned, given up in six and a third innings, including that home run. You wind up having Brett Martin give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen, and then a scoreless inning out of one Jonathan Hernandez, but not a lot doing for Texas on the base paths. Two of 11 with runners in scoring position as Marco Gonzalez gets out of quite a bit of danger, giving up just two runs over the course of seven innings. Eric Swanson, Andres Munoz combined for a scoreless inning, and then Matthew Festa was able to give the team a scoreless inning and got his second save of the season. You didn't wind up seeing the LA Angels hold the Kansas City Royals scoreless for a second straight day. 4-0 the final. The Angels threw junk out there, and you know what? Somehow, someway, junk was able to get a win. Jansen Junk, five scoreless innings, punches out eight. Very good, sir. Andrew Wants, Aaron Loop, Ryan Tapera, Rossio Iglesias all give you a scoreless inning from there, and for the Angels, it was all about Phil Gosselin being able to give you a triple. You got his first RBI of the season as the Kansas City Royals, Brad Keller, not a bad start, not a terrific start. Three runs given up over the course of six innings. Don Coleman winds up giving up an under run thanks to his own air in an inning. That is something that needs to be held accountable on these pitchers. I digress. Josh Shema, Jose Cuas, they both give you a scoreless inning along the way as well. And then we wound up seeing the Tampa Bay Rays wind up going to Baltimore. They wind up being able to get the job done. It required 10 innings, but Rays wind up being able to get the W as Drew Rasmussen. Not necessarily the start that the team was looking for. Gives up three runs, two of which were earned over the course of four and two-thirds innings. And on the flip side for Baltimore, they did not wind up getting what they wanted out of Tyler Wells. He did not pitch Wells, giving up four runs over the course of four and a third innings, including a pair of bombs for the Tampa Bay Rays. G-Man Choi gets his eighth home run season, and Luke Rayleigh does not wind up going off the Rayleighs. He gets his first home run season. From there, a Orioles bullpen that is in the top five in terms of ERA. They went to work. Nick Vespi, Dylan Tate, they both give you one and a third inning scoreless. Felix Batista, Ken Aiken, both give you a scoreless inning before Ore Lopez in the 10th inning. Gives up two runs, one of which was earned for the Rays. Bullpen was able to do their part as Pete Fairbanks winds up being able to clean up the 10th inning. Colin Pooch winds up giving up a run in his inning of work, though. That run, that would be a solo run that wound up tying this game up in the 9th inning. Ore Mateo, his 8th home run of the season, but you did wind up having Ryan Thompson, Brooks Raley, Wind up combining for two scoreless settings, and then Jason Adam was able to give the team four outs out of the bullpen as well. So we did wind up seeing a very jam-packed day of baseball, and we wound up seeing quite a few unders Wednesday. And overall, if you're taking a look at Major League Baseball over the last 30 days, we have been noticing that it's been a little bit more to the under. I'll dive into what we've been seeing post-All-Star break in a second, but over the last 30 days, we have seen 183 unders to 173 overs, so 51.5% clip to the under. Underdogs in this time span, thinking about 42.3%, 211 and 155 is the record for favorites over the last 30 days, but home favorites have been unable to cover the run line. There have been 48 instances over the last 30 days in which a home favorite has won by approximately one run as home favorites, 142 and 90 straight up, but have won just 94 times on the run line, and in the time that we have come back from the All-Star break, so last seven days, 39 unders to 49 overs. So right around 55.5% of games have been going over the total and then the time span as well. We've seen the underdogs be able to rise up a little bit. Underdogs are 50 and 39 with 
a game or two probably needing to be calculated from the Wednesday slate, but overall relatively good. And in the science fan, home favorites, 31 and 18 straight up, which is a good mark, but we have seen nine of these home favorites be unable to cover the run line, and we've really been seeing this all season long as you take a look at this MLB season. Home favorites, they're hitting at a little bit over 59.5% on the money line, 552 and 376 straight up, but you pretty much reverse it in terms of the run line as we have now seen 174 home favorites win by approximately one run to not cover the run line and in the science fan as well for the season. 715 unders, 677 overs. That's 51.4% to the under. So that's what we wound up seeing in Major League Baseball on Wednesday and that's what we're getting overall trend-wise. Now, coming up next, let's head north of the border. Talk to our good friend Andrew Cayley of covers about what we can expect from the Blue Jays moving forward. Are they going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? And dive into Thursday's games right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the DC Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. We're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Veasan Family Podcast. And it is always a pleasure to be joined by Andrew Cayley. He does a great job over there at Covers, taking a look at the game that we all know and love of baseball. And on top of that, he's doing a great job taking a look forward for the upcoming college football season. A man that... 
has a love of the Toronto Blue Jays as well. And if you follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee, you're able to find his pick that is exclusive to Blue Jays games every single day, the bat flip and pick of the day. And to be able to follow Andrew on Twitter as that covers underscore Kaylee by the same spelled C-A-L-E-Y. And Andrew, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. It's great to be here with you, Greg. And my Blue Jays bat flip and picks, there's Hopefully going to heat up just the way the Jays are right now. This has been really fun watching them out of the All-Star break. 50 runs head, heading into uh, over four games, heading into Wednesday night's games. Hopefully they can keep it up here and still help us cash some more bets along the way. And what have you made out of this recent run for the Blue Jays? Going into Wednesday night, they had won nine out of the last 10 games. But as we know, it had been against a St. Louis team without their main two bets, a Royals team, which... It was fair to call them a triple-A team. So I do think that it's interesting to take a look at this Blue Jays team. And I mean, with those caveats I wanted throwing in with that win streak, it is something to take a look at moving forward because having the vaccination mandate, it actually is a quite good home field advantage right now for the Toronto Blue Jays. It is, I will say that. But I will also say that all of the non-U.S. citizens on the Toronto Blue Jays, so basically half of the roster right now, also needs to be vaccinated to travel to the United States and play in Canada for that matter. Matter So they've made their choice there. But you've made a really good point. Those Royals teams were not good. This Boston team looks like it's given up on the season at this time. St. Louis, no Arenado and Goldschmidt. And now it comes Detroit for four games. So I really don't think we're going to get a real feel for them until they have a road trip at the beginning of August. They head to Tampa Bay, a Minnesota team playing much better than I expected them this season. And even Baltimore, they're not in last place in the American League East anymore. The Blue Jays' futures have seen a little bit of an uptick over this time. You can now get them at a plus 550, plus 600 to win the American League, and they're in the 12 to 1400 range to win the World Series. Now, I'm <laughs> they need to make some moves at the deadline, and we can get into this a little bit later, but I'm not sure if the Blue Jays' number is going to get much better than this. I think they can take advantage of this matchup against the Tigers coming up, too, so they could be building on that lead in the wild card race. I expect them to make a big splash six days from now when the deadline hits. The odds could shift even further then. And I think that that's such a good point that you bring up because you just take a look forward to what we're going to be getting on Thursday. And you say Kikuchi is going to be taking the mound against Tyler Alexander for the Tigers. And right now, as I'm seeing it at DraftKings, the Blue Jays are a sizable favorite, rightfully so, right around a minus 230. Against a Tigers team that let's call it what it is. It has not been a good season for them, but you mentioned it at the trade deadline. And for me to be able to take the Blue Jays seriously, to be able to knock off the Yankees and or the Astros, I do feel like they need to revamp this pitching lineup a little bit more just because when you're throwing out there Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi as two out of your main five starters because Hunjin Ryu, he is out for the rest of the season. He's been dealing with injuries. I did think that puts you in a pretty big bind to be able to knock off some of these top teams out there in the American League. Yeah, and hit the nail on the head with the hammer there. Ross Stripling has been their third best pitcher, and Stripling's been great. I give him credit. He's been using a changeup far more often. It's been quite effective this year, but you really don't want to go into a playoff series with Ross Stripling as your third best option right here. And in the bullpen, they still need some help there as well. They don't have enough guys. They have some really good, interesting guys back there, but they need more swing and miss guys. It seems like every team in baseball has three or four guys they can throw there that throw 100 with movement sort of thing. And the Jays don't really have that guy 
right now. So I could see them looking for a premier arm in the bullpen as well. Yeah, the Blue Jays bullpen currently in the bottom half of the big leagues in terms of ERA, though I will say over the last 35 days, it has been a top 10 bullpen in terms of ERA for the Blue Jays. So guys like David Phelps, Tim Mesa, they have been able to pick it up. And surprisingly, the team that they're going to be facing, the Tigers, they rank in the top six in terms of bullpen ERA. So maybe a little bit of a handicapping angle there as well as we do have Andrew Cayley of Covers joining me right here on the podcast. And when it comes to Thursday slate, a little bit more bare. It is a travel day for a lot of teams, but we are going to be seeing a guy that is one of the top options for both the AL Cy Young and AL MVP. That'd be Shoei Otani playing out to the Texas Rangers, Spencer Howard. It's going to be going on the bump for the Rangers and for Spencer Howard. He's looked better ever since coming back from the minor leagues, but this is still a guy that has north of a 6 ERA. He's still giving up north of two home runs per nine innings, and for Shoya Otani, certainly his last start, not terrific against the Atlanta Braves, but he had given up one earned run in his previous five starts. You're finding the Angels anywhere between minus 220 to minus 230. Run line price, that's more run of minus 110. I'm going to be taking a look at the Angels in this spot. It felt like they found something towards the back half of that Royal Series. And for the Angels, if you've been fading them on starts in which Shoei Otani has not been going, you've been making a King's Ransom because really ever since the beginning of the month of June, the Angels have lost right around 80% of games in which Shoei Otani does not wind up pitching in. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. <laughs> it has been really sad to take a look at. But with that said, it feels like the only guy you can trust in right now for the Angels is Shoei Otani. And one thing that you've been able to trust in this season is Spencer Hour giving up a whole bunch of runs. Yeah, he hasn't been great. We're still getting that 12-1 to 1 for him to win the Cy Young right now. I, I don't get that at all. His K rate's outstanding. I believe he's in the top three in K rate and expected ERA, expected opponent batting average. He checks all those boxes for the traditional voter of the Cy Young Award. So I really like that value with him here. Like we said, bumping the road against Atlanta. Still had 11 strikeouts in that game on top of that. Now he faces Texas, like you said. They rank 20th in batting average and 26th in OPS when facing right-handed pitching this season and 23rd in K-rate as well. I don't love the price with this right now just because it feels like Shohei can go out there and <laughs> do what he does and still somehow the bullpen will screw it up or he won't get any run support unless he's doing it himself. Mike Trout now, injury doesn't help them at all. So what I would maybe lean toward, you can maybe get a little more value with Shohei to record a win. And I'll probably look at his K prop as long as it's not hitting the board at nine and a half or something crazy like that. Yep, and the Rangers do have a little bit of a tendency to strike out as well. And a team that... Well, they're coming off of striking out in their series against the Oakland A's. Houston Astros, one of the strangest series that we've seen all season long. They go to Oakland. They wind up dropping all three games of a three-game set, and now they return home against the Seattle Mariners. Logan Gilbert is going to be going on the mound for Seattle. And we see movement on this game. Houston opened up a minus-160 favorite. Ote Urakiti going for them. Now we're seeing him more around a minus-140. I still think that this is too lofty, though, with Seattle. I want to make this more of a pick game. Logan Gilbert has been terrific, and no question, Houston has a little bit more firepower in their lineup than Seattle does. But with Logan Gilbert going on the mound, I think that this is pretty disrespectful that the Mariners wind up opening up right around a plus 135, now seeing it more around plus 120 to a plus 130. But still, I think that this is great value on a Seattle team that they're coming off of a win against those aforementioned Rangers. And for the Houston Astros, they're coming off a sweet and Jose Arikini, not necessarily the slump buster that you want on the mound. No, he, like he's a guy who pitches to contact. We all know that. And right now, the Mariners are making a ton of good contact. 
And you mentioned Gilbert, great this year. This will also be his fourth start already against the Astros this year. He's pitched at least six innings in all three previous starts, only given up five total runs. Comfortable against this lineup. Like you said, very disrespectful line here. I'm with you here on this 100%. I love the underdog here. We do have Andrew Cayley. He does a great job over there at Covers. He's joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show. And then when it comes to the National League side of things, the Chicago Cubs have all of a sudden gotten hot as well. I can't believe what I'm seeing with this regard, but you've got Justin Steele and for the San Francisco Giants, Alex Wood going in this one. And with the Giants, find them right around about a minus 130 to a minus 135 favorite. But I've got my concerns right now with the San Francisco Giants. They're a team that they rank in the top six in the big leagues in terms of runs per game. And quite frankly, when I take a look at this lineup, I don't know how and I don't know why. The bullpen has taken a big giant dip this season, but at the same time, I don't know how real the comeback of the Chicago Cubs has been as well. Justin Seals done a nice job of being able to hold down the fort, but I feel like the air is going to go out of the balloon because it feels like he's been lucky on balls batted in play as well. Where do you wind up standing on this one? Because I think that this might wind up being the most befuddling game on the board for myself. <laughs> it's a tough one. Cubs, along with the Blue Jays, an undefeated team in the second ha- half of the season so far. They kind of caught off to a hot start in the first half of the season as well. So maybe we can get a little value in a few weeks here fading them. This one is a really, really weird game. Alex Wood, four innings, four and two thirds innings, his last two starts. He just hasn't been effective the way the Giants have really hoped he would be this season. While the Cubs have a lot of flaws, they can hit very well and do a decent job against left-handers. Justin Seal, like you said, I think he's been a little lucky, and I think he's due for a little bit of a regression here as well. So maybe it's the over we're looking at in this matchup here more than anything else. Yeah, with the San Francisco Giants, like I said, they've been a really good team at being able to generate offense, even though they really don't have anyone other than Jock Peterson as north of 13 home runs. They haven't necessarily hit great as a collective. It's been far from terrible, but it's been a very strange team to take a look at as well. And what else has been strange to take a look at? Jose Urania has not been terrible for the Colorado Rockies. As last started against the Brewers, he did wind up getting shelled, but I feel like there was a little bit of familiarity there. He actually began the season as a reliever for the Milwaukee Brewers. Now he's going to be going up against Tyler Anderson of the LA Dodgers, who actually used to be a Colorado Rocky as well. And I'm seeing a total on this game of 12. Now, obviously, ball winds up flying at Coors Field. We all know that. But I don't know about you, but with the Dodgers, it's run line or pass for me with the way that they have been playing because all but seven of their games in which they have won have landed on two plus runs. But with that said, I just feel like 12 is a little bit too lofty on this total. We're getting one of those classic Colorado Coors Field totals here with just it's the Dodgers, the Rockies facing a left-handed pitcher. So that's why we're getting that. I agree with you 100%, though. This number is too high. Anderson, <laughs> shockingly good this year, I would say. And like you said, Urania has been half bad lately. So I'm on the under 12 here. I would go get that before that number gets away. I agree with you there. And Andrew, is there anything else that you might be taking a look at on the betting board for this Thursday, whether it be a bet that you're looking at or you just want to see a little bit more in general out of a team? Because as we know, there's a lot of teams that, based on how they wind up doing the next few days, they might wind up being buyers or sellers at the deadline. I will go back to the Jays here real quick. The Kikuchi start is going to be really interesting. Like, I think if he really stinks again tomorrow, watch the Jays make a big push, not just for relievers, like we said, but a marquee or maybe a Luis Castillo there. I would say go jump on that over eight and a half against the Tigers. Like we said, Jays offense, incredible post-all-star break. 
Anderson's going tomorrow. A 4.85 expected ERA, 2.82 expected batting average. Jays crushed lefties. Tigers offense may be bad. A little better against lefties, and Kikuchi can make anyone look good right now. So over eight and a half. And something else I don't hate tomorrow is the Kansas City Royals, his massive underdogs against the New York Yankees. Brady Singer going really good month of July for him. 2.66 ERA. 32 Ks over his last 23 and a third innings there. Talion going for the Yankees. Still in a big slump here. Just two and two third innings his last start. He's got a 6.98 ERA. Not striking out, guys. Giving up a 2.90 batting average over his last six starts. The Royals at big underdogs. Maybe on the five-inning money line as well. Eliminate that bad Royals bullpen, and that might be a better spot to look. But the Royals, very intriguing play to underdogs. And a lot of people agree with you. As the Royals open up minus 245, and as I'm seeing it right now, they're more around minus 205. So we've seen a substantial move there, and a man that is a mover and a shaker, W. Andrew, you do a great job over there at covers, being able to cover the game of baseball. But on top of that, I know that you're doing a great job getting set for what is going to be a very fun college football season. And I know that you do a great job taking a look at the game of golf as well. Well, the good people at home know how they're able to follow you on social media and what's all on tap for you. You can find me at Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. That's C-A-L-E-Y. And like you said, college football coming up, Greg. Working on my SEC conference preview right now. My favorite win total is in best bets, and we'll be doing that for all the Power 5 conferences. Really looking forward to getting into that college football action here in the fall. Four weeks from Saturday, actually, the fall. We're just four weeks from college football this Saturday. The only thing that I can't stand about college football is that the first week of the year is called Week Zero. I recognize (laughs) that not all the teams wind up playing, but these games wind up counting. Don't call it Week Zero for the love of Pete. I say it every single year. I think that's the dumbest thing in sports. It's even worse than... Olympics being played in 2021 being called the 2020 Olympics. That was bad, but week zero in college football, they need to do away with that. We call it opening week, something like that. But everything else about college football is absolutely terrific, and absolutely everything about Andrew Cayley is terrific as well. He always does a great job on this podcast and did a nice job breaking down today's games. Big thanks to him for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show. Coming up next, it is that time the podcast to give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. 
No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zoom. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Craig Peterson, now part of the Decent Family Podcast. Always great to get Andrew Cayley of Covers on the show. He does a great job being able to break down the game of baseball. And for those of you guys who are football fans, he does a great job taking a look at college football as well. We are getting set for that season. And all throughout the season, he's been doing a great job capping baseball's bat flip and pick of the day. Always a lot of fun and always great to give him aboard. A big thanks, Andrew, for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast to give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRSquarty1. Keep in mind that we're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. This is where we go through the National League games first, then the American League games. If we did have interleague games, those would be at the bottom. We do not have any, though, so that'll keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy on that front. So, without further ado, let's get started with a game that is presently off the board. 901-902 on the bang board. The Miami Marlins on the road facing off against the Cincinnati Reds. We are on to Cincinnati, and they're on to Graham Ashcraft getting the start for them. It is to be determined for the Miami Marlins. I have this handicapped as Max Meyer getting the start for them, and if it is Ashcraft versus Meyer, I'd be setting the Reds as a minus 136 favorite and a total to wear a 9.5 or less. I'd be looking over a 10 or higher to the under with the Miami Marlins. Bullpen has been a little bit better recently, but they're still in the bottom half of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. They've been looking to someone like a Waskar Brazobin, who's been trying to get a few innings for this team with Meyer. He's been able to do a relatively solid job, whatever he's gotten starts. I do not believe that he is currently with the team right now, though, so they would need to probably bring him in in some form or fashion. You could wind up seeing like Jordan Holloway get a few innings in this spot as well. And with Jordan Holloway, he has made a couple starts at the big league level as well. Went two and two-thirds innings on Monday, so conceivably he could wind up being able to hold down the fort, give this team a few innings, and throughout his career, he's been someone that's been posting up an ERA that hovers right around the fours. So we could expect to probably see him for a few innings. Probably going to be sort of a mix-and-match sort of thing for this Miami Marlins team, and that's not great, considering this is a Miami Marlins offense that has been a struggling lately. They have scored three runs or fewer going into Wednesday and 10 out of their last 13 games with this Miami Marlins bunch. They have been missing many of their power bats. Jazz Chislam, Ore Soler, really their top two guys in terms of homers. 
They have been missing throughout much of the month of July, and when it comes to the starting lineup that they threw out there yesterday, you really have one guy hitting above a 256, and that'd be Joey Wendell. You've been able to get a little bit of something out of Luke Williams, too, but I mean, when Aces Aguiar is the only guy in the starting lineup that's giving you a double-digit amount of homers, not great. Luan Diaz, guys like this have not been necessarily holding down the fort for this offense, being able to keep the line moving, and then for the Cincinnati Reds, it's been a case in which Brandon Drury has just had an amazing year. Sitting at 270 with 19 home runs, Donovan Solano, since he's come off the injury list, he's hitting north of a 320, and then you got Matt Reynolds, Nick Senzel, Kyle Farmer, Bunch of guys hitting between about a 250 to a 255, and then Jonathan India has really been able to pick it up as well. Someone who he himself has been dealing with quite a few injuries this season. He's got right around a 335 on base over the last 30 days as well. And for the Reds, the big bugaboo that you have with this team, which is why I can't set them as more of a favorite, is the bullpen. Right now, it's north of a 5 ERA. That is by far the worst out there in the big leagues. Alexis Diaz has been very solid for the team, but really past that. Got guys like Ian Gabo, Buck Farmer, Jody Moretto, Revier, Sam Martin. All these guys have not necessarily been so terrific. All these guys pretty much have a 5 ERA or greater. And for Graham Ashcraft, very much a pitch contact guy that is starting to see a little bit of regression. His home runs per 9 rate is sub 1. He's been able to do a nice job in terms of the command as well, giving up right around 2.2 to 2.3 walks per 9 innings, but also is only able to get right around 6 strikeouts per 9 innings, so it's starting to catch up with him a little bit more. It's been much better at home than on the road. 334 home ERA compared to a 666 on the road. He wants to fix that 666, by the way. Whether he gives up a run or he winds up being able to pitch a scoreless setting, just get off of 666 for his own good, but with that said, 9.5 or less in this spot, I'm going to be looking at an over 10 or higher to the under. A little bit of change, perhaps, on the money line if it's not Max Meyer, but if it is Meyer versus Ashcraft, we'll be saying the Reds minus 136 on the money line as well. A little bit speculative, though, because Miami Marlins, well, things are very unclear with them. 903-904 on the bank. We're the Philadelphia Phillies on the road facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Zach Thompson is going to be going for the Buckos, and Zach Whelan and Dylan Wheelers on the bump for the Phillies. Phillies. That's the favorites. Anywhere between minus 195 and minus 205. Between plus 175 and plus 185. Your price on Pittsburgh. 7.5 is your total. Over is minus 115. The under is minus 105. And with the Phillies, I did wind up making them minus 178 on the money line, which means I needed at least a plus 178 to take a shot on Pittsburgh. We are finding that if you're looking at the run line, though, it's anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. I was willing to lay up to a minus 115 with them. We're seeing this wind up going to more like a minus 120. So this is going to be a spot at which I am going to wind up riding with the Pittsburgh Pirates on the money line, especially due to recent form as well of the Philadelphia Phillies. It has been a less than stellar run for them ever since the All-Star break. They were able to get a win yesterday against the Atlanta Braves. And for Zach Wheeler, overall this year, a 270 ADRA, and that includes really having a tough three or four starts to begin the season, which he didn't look like himself, but he has been vastly different on the road than at home. Buck 58 home ERA compared to a 450 ERA on the road. He has not been giving up the deep ball much, regardless of where he's been pitching. He's only given up eight home runs in 106 and two-thirds innings, with opponents saying at 224 off of him, but buck 83 opponents batting average at home, 274 on the road, and for Zach Thompson, the deep ball has really been the main bugaboo of his, as he right now is giving up right around 1.5 home runs per nine innings, but 
with Zach Thompson as well. Ever since he wound up having a really bad month of April, he's been pitching to right around about a 3-5 ERA. So he's been, ever since that really bad first month of the season, able to hold down the fort now. 475 home ERA, a little bit less than terrific, giving up right around 1.3 home runs per nine innings. And he does need to work on the walks as well. He is giving up right around four walks per nine innings. And with the Pittsburgh Pirates, this team has the worst bullpen ERA in the big leagues over the last six and a half weeks. With that said, though, if you take a look at their bullpen ERA in this time span, it's right around a 5-8. The fielding independent is more around a 4-6, which means that it certainly has not been great, but they have been getting relatively unlucky recently, and I do think that there's going to be a little bit of positive progression for the team. David Benar has been a little bit shaky recently, but still has been able to post up a sub-3 ERA for the season. Jordi De Los Santos has turned into a little bit more of a trustworthy guy. He's got a sub-3 ERA. Tyler Petey's able to give you multiple innings as well. Big thing for the Pittsburgh Pirates is just being able to generate a little bit of offense. They have had Brian Reynolds come back in the fold for this team, and that is big. He's been able to supply 15 home runs. His batting average offers in the neighborhood about a 250 along Kevin Newman as well. Ben Gamble, Cabrian Ace, these guys are able to get on base, but the young guys like Onyo Cruz, Gregory Allen, Cal Mitchell, you're able to throw in their veterans like Josh Van Meter, Yoshi Satsugo, all hitting a 225 or lower. That has been a little bit of an issue, though. Jason DeLay has been able to come on as a catcher. He's now hitting about a 300 for the team for the Philadelphia Phillies. Over the last about 28 days, they've got the best bullpen ERA in the National League. Corey Knable's been good in that seventh inning role. Sir Anthony Dominguez, Brad Hand, they have been good. And with Zach Wheeler and the way that he pitches, he should be able to lend some length. So that does wind up helping you out in terms of the handicap of these bullpens. I do wind up saying this total at a 7.9. I do think that the Pirates are going to find a little bit more offense with the way that Wheeler has been not dealing on the road. So I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And I think North of plus 175 will take a shot on the Pirates. So look at Pirates and looking over. We go to my DK Nation. 905-906 on the betting board. It is the Colorado Rockies. They're going to be playing with CLA Dodgers. Tyler Anderson is going to be going for the Dodgers and Jose Yarenia is going to be going for the Rockies. With the Rockies, you're going to be finding them as a pretty sizable underdog. You're between plus 180 and plus 188 between minus 205, minus 210 your price on the Dodgers. Between 11.5 and 12 is your total on the 11.5. Over is anywhere between minus 120 and minus 130. The under is anywhere between even on plus 110 on the 12. Over and under are both at minus 110 and DK Nation pick is going to be on the total. We're going to be going with another under. These seem to have been hitting ever since the All-Star break. And with Jose Guerreño, he's already faced off against the Dodgers once. And he actually had a really good start against the Dodgers on the road against them. Six and two-thirds innings, giving up one run. Now, did wind up getting blown up in his last start against the Milwaukee Brewers. Six runs, five of which were earned, given up in five and a third innings. But he actually pitched for the Brewers earlier this season. If you take out teams they pitched for previous this season, because, well, they had a good look at him in... Uh, 18 and two-thirds innings with the Colorado Rockies across three starts. Give it up three runs. Two of those starts at home against the San Diego Padres and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he's backed up by a bullpen that we're going to call what it is. They're in the bottom five in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. But they've shaped up a little bit more recently. More like a 4-3 ERA over the last 30 days. Not great, but at the same time, a little bit more passable. And you've got quite a few guys in this bullpen that they perform a bit better at home rather than on the road. You take a look at someone like a Lucas Gilbreth. He's got a sub-2 ERA at home. That winds up ballooning to north of a 6 on the road. You've had Daniel Barr do a terrific job for this team. He's got right around a 2-ish ERA home and road. Carlos Cisavez has certainly been a little bit shaky for this team. And Ty Block been a guy that, as a long guy, hasn't necessarily been too terrific, but Yerenia has been able to lend some very good innings. And for Tyler Anderson, 
he's not going to be rattled by Coors Field because he actually pitched for a few years for Colorado. So that actually, I think, works to his advantage, knowing the way that things wind up functioning out there at Coors. Last time he did wind up pitching at Coors Field. He wound up giving up four runs in a game that wound up blinding 4-0. to zero. I don't think the Dodgers are going to be shut out once again at Coors Field. But with that said, Tyler Anderson has been one of the best underpitchers in baseball all season long. 10-1 record, 279 ERA, a 302 ERA on the road. He's been able to do a solid job of being able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up right around .8 home runs per nine innings, a sub-2 walks per nine right in this L.A. Dodgers bullpen has been one of the best out there in the big leagues as well. It's not necessarily been the big names like a Craig Kimbrell, the currently injured Broussard or Gryderall and guys like this. It's been someone like an Evan Phillips posting up a sub-2 ERA. Yancey Almonte has been able to do the same. Caleb Ferguson in his limited innings. He has looked very good for the team and for the L.A. Dodgers, Certainly a lineup that has been very formidable and has been able to do a good job of being able to go yard Mookie Betts. I mean, he just continues to do it. He's got right now 22 home runs, sitting in the pocket about a 270. Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, both of these guys, 15-plus home runs. Both of these guys sitting above a 305. And Will Smith, he's been able to get jiggy with it. He's got a 350 on base, 15-plus home runs out of him. Justin Turner, he has been able to come off the injured list. And ever since he wound up having that really rough start to the season, he's really been able to pick it up. He's hitting 400 in the month of July, so that has been nice. Trace Thompson has been able to give the team good at-bats, unlike Cody Bellinger. So that has been solid to take a look at him for the Colorado Rockies. Their home and road splits, very demonstrative. They average right around 1.2 home runs per game at home on the road. This winds up falling to about 0.6 home runs per game. Something like C.J. Crone, he's been able to give the team 22 home runs thus far this season, 15 of them. Elvonda coming at home, someone like Randall Gretrick, hitting below the Bidos line of 200 on the road at home. He's been hitting more like a 285, so... It is very real what this Colorado Rockies team is doing out there in Coors Field. But I do think that the pitching is going to be good enough to be able to hold these teams down. I did wind up saying my total at a 10.9. So even at an 11.5, I do like the total under. Heck, can go down to an 11. I like it under. So DK Nation pick going to be on the under with the LA Dodgers. We have noticed it with this team. They've got 65 wins. 58 of them have been by multiple runs. You either want to be taking them on the run line or you want to be taking the other side's money line. I needed at least a plus 220 to take a shot on Colorado. And with the Dodgers, we're seeing their run line at a minus 135. I was willing to lay up to a minus 150 with it. So going Dodgers run line, DK Nation pick going to be on the under. 907-908 on the betting board. The Chicago Cubs, they throw it to face off against the San Francisco Giants. Alex Wood is going to be going for the Giants and Justin Seal on the bump. For the Cubs, your total on this game is 8. The over and the under are both at minus 110 with the Giants. And between minus 130 and minus 135 is your price on them. But between plus 115 and plus 120 is what you're getting with the Cubs. I did wind up making the Giants a minus 167 favorite here, so I'm going to be willing to lay it. I've been noticing that we've been seeing quite a bit of an uptick in terms of the prices that we're seeing on Justin Seal, and I don't know if I'm necessarily behind it just because with Justin Seal, you've always got to question the amount of length that he's going to be able to give you in starts because he has been giving up right around four walks per nine innings, so he's got some very good raw stuff, has been able to give you right around nine punch outs per nine innings, and we're going to call it what it is with the San Francisco Giants. Bullpen has not been terrific with this team. They are currently ranking in the bottom eight in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. You can tell just how much they wind up missing Buster Posey because, I mean, it's relatively the same bullpen from last season. Now, you do have Camilo Udafal, Jarlin Garcia, John Brebbia, all these guys posting up a sub-3-3 ERA, but Jake McGee was so bad, they wound up getting DFA'd. Sammy Long has been having a long, I guess he got last few weeks out there. Junior Marte he has not been able to do a solid job, and with the San Francisco Giants, it's been a little bit fuddling how the team has been able to put up so many runs because they've only got one guy with north of 14 home runs this far this season. 
in Jock Peterson. Now, they always do a terrific job in terms of their splits and righty and lefty splits. It's a credit to what Gabe Kapler has been able to do, but you don't necessarily have a lot of guys ripping the cover off the balls. You've got Brandon Belt, your Mercedes, Kirk Casale, Tommy Lestella, Mike Yastrzemski. All these guys are in the neighborhood of 230 to a 235. You've got Peterson inning right around 245 along with Wilmer Flores, who's been able to give you 14 home runs. I, I just don't see how the Giants have been a top six offense. I feel like it's been a little bit smoke and mirrors. Now, on the flip side for the Chicago Cubs, they've come out of the shoot very hot. They are on a six-game win streak. They've been able to win five straight ever since the all-star break, but that said, this is still a team that they have a little bit of a suspect bullpen. Over the last 35 days, it's been a sub-3 bullpen in terms of ERA. It has been relatively solid, but Rowan Wick has went straight down the toilet bowl. Scott Frist is posting up a sub-3 ERA. Michael Gibbons has been able to do a solid job as well with right around 272 ERA himself, but when you do wind up getting into some of the long guys, like you might wind up needing to in this contest, that has been a little bit less than terrific for Justin Steele. He has been doing a nice job keeping the ball in the yard. 0.6 home runs per 9 innings, but also right around a 4-ish ERA as well, and take a look at what Justin Seal has done on the road, a 5.23 ERA, so that is something that does wind up giving me quite a bit of pause in this game as well, and I do think that Alex Wood is going to be a little bit more fortunate on balls in play as well. This is someone in Wood who's been able to do a good job of being able to hold down the fort recently. Three earned runs surrendered in his last four games. He was really getting the short end of the stick in terms of balls in play towards the beginning of the season because he's given up right around 2.2 walks per nine innings. He hasn't given up a lot of homers. His home runs per nine rate right around a .95, but opponents are in a .291 off of him at home despite the fact that he has been able to get some relatively solid swings and misses as well. So I do think that there's going to be positive progression here for Alex Wood, and I do think that the Giants, after having a less than seller series out there in Arizona, going to be able to get up off the mat. Did wind up saying my total at an 8.2. The Giants have been a relatively solid offensive team at home this far this season, despite the fact that it is relatively pitcher-friendly. So going to be looking at the San Francisco Giants on the money line, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over. 9-9-9-10 on the betting board. It is the Tampa Bay Rays on the road facing off against the Baltimore Orioles as Jordan Lyles is going to be going for the Orioles. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, it is a good old to be determined, which is why this game is presently off the board. Big thing right now with the Rays is whether or not it's going to be a bullpen game or if you wind up throwing out there Ryan Yarbrough, it seems as though Yarbrough might wind up getting used up as a bulk guy as well. And I would rather see a case in which you do wind up having Ryan Yarbrough coming out of the bullpen because for his career, Ryan Yarbrough as a reliever versus a starter has an ERA that's more than a full point better when he does wind up coming out of the bullpen. So I do think that that would be something that would be very beneficial for him. Now, Lizu Times said he's come out of the bullpen. Not necessarily so terrific. A combined seven runs surrendered in nine and a third innings against the Royals and the Blue Jays. And he's just been a little bit lost this year in general for Ryan Yarbrough. Lots of hard contacts surrendered and just on top of that, he is not getting a lot of swings and misses. The command that he's had in past years, it is wound up going on him a little bit. So Murphy's Law has certainly hit this gentleman. As currently, he's posting up a 5.61 ERA on the road. It's actually a little bit better than at home. 5.27 road ERA, 6.19 home ERA. But still, he's got over the course of the season right around 2.7 walks per nine innings, 1.5 home runs per nine with opponents sitting at 300 off of him. And then you do take a look at the flip side for Jordan Lyles and he has been masterful at home thus far this season as he's got a 479 ERA but that drops to a three when he's at home. Out of the 16 home runs he's given up, 15 have come on the road. He is someone that has been very very thankful for the fact that the ballpark dimensions are a little bit different out there in Baltimore. And as a result, I did wind up making the Orioles if he do wind up getting Lyles versus Yarbrough, a minus 140 
14 favorite. This would also be a total in which I'd be setting it at an 8.6 to where an 8.5 or less looking at over 9 or higher to the under because you do have two relatively less than trustworthy starters. I do recognize the issues of the Tampa Bay Rays lineup. They're currently dealing with the injury to Wanda Franco that has really hurt them. Randy Rosarena has been able to do a solid job. He, along with Brandon Lau, have been able to do a nice job with the right around a 315-ish on base. Lau, since coming off the injured list, has been solid. And Isaac Paredes, he was able to get a home run a little bit earlier in this series, but he has been hitting right around 225. And then you've got Luke Rayleigh, Josh Lowe, Tyler Walls, Brett Phillips, Fidel Brujan, all these guys hitting at 220 or lower. Mike Zanino is pretty much out for the year at this point. Andy Diaz and G-Man Choi have been your constants in terms of beginning on base right around 370 plus on base for both of these guys. And then for the Baltimore Orioles, Got consistency in this lineup. Cedric Mullins, Trey Boo Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, Austin Ace, Ramon Urias. All these guys hanging between about a 260 to a 266 with Santander, Anthony Santander, couple with Mountcastle. A combined 31 home runs this season. You do have guys like Robin Suturinos, Rudan Dodor, Ode Mateo at the bottom of the fourth. Not necessarily doing a great job of getting on base, but for Mateo, he's in the top five in the league in terms of stolen bases. And this is an Orioles bunch that they rank in the top five in terms of bullpen ERAs. You just got all these guys who have been masterful for this team. Ore Lopez, Keegan Aiken, Felix Batista, Joey Kreeble, all posting up a sub-265 ERA, Dylan Tate as well. So they have been terrific. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they still have a really good bullpen. Jason Adam has been able to post up a sub-2 ERA. Been able to get some really good innings out of guys like Colin Pooh throwing there. Matt Weiser as well, though he's probably going to be unavailable for this game. Luke Bard has proven to be a relatively solid long guy with a 225 ERA as well. So I do think that both of these bullpens are going to be rather prolific. But in Yarbrough versus Lyles, if this winds up being what we wind up getting, I set Lyles as a minus 14 favorite for the Orioles. And total to where in 8.5 or less, looking over and a 9 or higher to the under. 9-11, 9-12 on the betting board. It is the Kansas City Royals in the road faceoff against the New York Yankees. James Satayon going to be going for the Yankees and Brady Singer. Hoping to not be singing the blues for the Royals. Royals have seen a rather big line move here. I was laying this out with Andrew Cayley. Open up minus 245 on the Yankees. Yankees are now between a minus 205 to a minus 210 favorite. Meanwhile, the Royals, you're going to be getting them anywhere between about a plus 175 to size of plus 190. 9 to an 8.5 is your total on the 8.5. Over is minus 120. The under is even on the 9. Under is anywhere between minus 110 to a minus 125. The over is anywhere between minus 110 and a plus 105. And with the Royals, I did set them as a substantial underdog of a minus 264. Betting markets seem to have really priced Brady Singer differently than every other starter for the Kansas City Royals, and I don't necessarily see it. Now, with Singer, he's been able to do a better job ever since he wanted getting recalled from the minor leagues, but it's not like this guy has become Nolan Ryan or anything like that. He's given up 1.3 home runs per nine innings. His strikeouts per nine rate is 9.5. He's been not issuing a ton of walks either, right around 2.3 walks per nine innings, but has still been having his issues here in the recent months as well as take a look at what we wound up doing in the month of June. He wound up posting up a 5970 ERA. He's been able to shape up a little bit here in July, but last two months, it's been more around about a 4.5-ish ERA. He does have similar home and road splits, 381 home ERA, 386 road ERA, and he's given up three home runs at 23 and a third innings on the road, so a little bit of a small sample size there, but opponents are in right around 253 off of him, and now you have to go up against this fearsome New York Yankees lineup that has Aaron Judge, who's currently on pace at 60 home runs this season. You then, on top of that, have Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Sand, 
Both with between 23 and 24 home runs apiece. Matt Carpenter is getting a home run every eight at bats. He's hitting a three iron. DJ turned it up. LeMayu, he's hitting a 280 for this punch. Isaiah Kinnerfaleff is hitting a 275. I know everyone out there in New York hates Aaron Hicks, but he's got a 370 on base. He's certainly better than Joey Gallo. And then you take a look at this Yankees bullpen. It's still number two in the big leagues. In terms of bullpen, you're right. They have been dealing with some injuries. Michael King has been out of the fold for quite a while. It looks like his season might be done. And no doubt losing Chad Green was a little bit of an issue. But Ron Maranaki has been very solid for the team. He's got right around 2 ERA. Lucas Lutke over the last 60 days. He's got a sub-2 ERA. Wani Peralta has been able to give you some good innings. Clark Schmidt, he's able to be a long guy. He's got a sub-3 ERA. Clay Holmes still has a sub-2 ERA. And then you take a look at the flip side for Kansas City Royals. Dead last team in terms of bullpen ERA out there in the big leagues. Josh Shamouts is coming off the injured list. Has not been himself. Amir Garrett has nearly a 6 ERA. Jackson Cower, he's got nearly an 8 ERA. Wyatt Mills has run of a 4 ERA. Scott Barlow, he's been able to give you right around 2-ish ERA. And to the credit of Taylor Clark, he's been a little bit better, but I also have a guy in Jameis Tatiana on the flip side that I will say, he's been struggling a little bit more recently, but seems to have found it a little bit more in his most recent few starts. Now, he wound up getting bounced after two and two-thirds innings against the Royals, but his last two starts, it combined three runs surrendered. Now, obviously, that was not ideal, only going two and two-thirds innings against the Baltimore Royals, but has been able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to hold down the four nine. Legitimately, someone that is going to be able to do a good job with regards to command, as he is giving up right in the neighborhood about 1.3 walks for nine innings. His home runs per nine rate that's in the neighborhood about 1.25, and he's been better at home rather than on the road. 349 home ERA, 447 ERA on the road, giving up about one home run per nine innings when he is at home, and he's facing up against a Kansas City Royals team that it's not a terrific lineup. They are coming off of getting shut out twice by the LA Angels. And it's not like the Angels are throwing out their great starters and Jose Suarez, and they literally threw out their junk yesterday. So that's not great. You do have Andrew Benatendi, he's able at a 3.20 for this team, but you've got Bobby Witt Jr. is currently out of the full. Michael A. Taylor is hitting at 2.80 for this team. He deserves a little bit of kudos for them. Nicky Lopez, Whit Merrifield, both hitting in the pocket about a 2.40, 2.45, but MJ Melendez is right now the only healthy guy that has been able to give the team a double-digit amount of formers this season, and he's currently at 10. That is not ideal for this Royal team. I think that the Yankees are going to be able to slug it out, get the W here. I do think that Jamison Tyon, who, if you've bet $100 on every one of his starts this far this season, he's a top five most profitable pitcher out there in the big leagues. He is going to be able to get it done. Did wind up saying my total at an 8.3 because you do have a Royals bunch that it has been a little bit brutal for their lineup and they're dealing with a bunch of injuries, so going to be taking a look at the under in this spot. If you're taking a look at the Yankees run line, by the way, you're finding that right around a minus 1.5 to a minus 1.10. I was willing to lay up to a minus 140 in this spot, so I'm going to be taking a look at that Yankees run line, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. We go to 9-13, 9-14 on the betting board. It is the Detroit Tigers on the road facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays. You say Kikuchi is going to be going for the Jays, and Tyler Alexander is on the bump for Detroit. Detroit is a plus 195 underdog at DraftKings. Toronto is minus 230. 8.5 is your total. The under is minus 115, and the over is minus 105. And with Kikuchi and company, I did wind up making the Blue Jays minus 214. If you're looking at the run line, you're currently finding that Blue Jays run line at a minus 110. I was willing to lay up to a minus 110. So at current numbers, and like I said, DraftKings is the only place that has this available. I don't have access to DraftKings, so I'm currently waiting to see what Vegas books wind up posting up on this game before I wind up firing on anything. But on the DraftKings line, I'd be taking a look at the run line as of right now. If they wind up saying that total at an 8.2, I'll be taking a look at an under if it is an 8.5 as well. But with Tyler Alexander, I do think that he's getting a little bit disrespected here. Tyler Alexander has been a competent starter. Not one that's going to go out there and light the world on fire. And he's been mostly used out of long relief this season, but should be able to offer the team a few innings 
given up right around one home run per nine innings. Like I said, he's been primarily used out of the bullpen, so hard to think that Alexander's really going to give you anything more than three innings, but that said, throughout his career, he's always had a little bit of an issue giving up the deep ball, but has always been able to do a good job in terms of the command. You go back to the 2021 season where he was a little bit more of a starter, wound up giving up right around 2.5 walks per nine innings. Home runs per nine rate hovered in the neighborhood about 1.3. Was nothing great, nothing terrible, really, and he did have a 352 road ERA. Now, with the Tigers, it's a little bit to be determined as to some of the guys that are going to be on the fold for the team due to COVID-19 vaccination. It does sound like we are going to be getting most of the normal bats for the Detroit Tigers. And I mean, quite frankly, if they're without some of their normal bats, it might not necessarily be the worst thing in the world because, I mean, let's run down the list of guys right now for the Tigers that have been uh, struggling. Javi Baez, Jameer Candelario, Tucker Barnard, Robbie Grossman, Cody Clements, Akil Badu. They are all hitting a 218 or lower. Spencer Torkelson was so ridiculously bad. He got sent down to the minor league level. And finally, someone in Jameer Candelario has a double-digit amount of homers for this team as the Detroit Tigers have 59 home runs in 98 games thus far this season. That is not necessarily too terrific. And then for the Toronto Blue Jays, it has been a team that has been able to catch a little bit of fire recently, but I do have my question marks still with the team. Vlad Guerrero Jr. on the offense, you don't have your question marks there. Guerrero Jr. is able to give you north of 20 home runs, 355 on base. George Springer, 17 bombs. He's hitting at 255 to ask Hernandez. Ever since he came off the injury list, he's been hitting like a 330 over the last two months. He has been incredible. Matt Chapman has even been able to pick it up with the bat. He's given you a 315 on base with a little bit of power, but with the Toronto Blue Jays, questions have been with the pitching. Bullpen seems to be shaping up a little bit more. Tim Meza, Adam Simber, David Phelps, these guys are giving you a sub-3-5 ERA. Yimmy Garcia has been solid, but you say Kikuchi. Oh, boy, it is not terrific. He's got a 5-12 ERA. His strikeouts per nine rate is relatively solid. He's getting 10 strikeouts per nine innings, but he's also giving up just below two home runs per nine innings. At home, he's got a 4.54 ERA, so he's been a little bit better, but he's also giving up 10 home runs at 37 to two-thirds innings in Toronto as well. I do mind saying the Blue Jays is a rather sizable favorite. I personally am hoping we get a big plus price on the Detroit Tigers because I would love nothing more than to fade Yusei Kikuchi at current numbers. I'll be taking a look at the Blue Jays on the run line, but once again, doing this as DraftKings are the only numbers that are available, and it's only openers, so we're going to see how this one winds up shaking out, and if we do wind up getting an 8.5, that's set my total at an 8.2. We'll be looking under as well. 915-916 on the bang board. The Cleveland Guardians at the road face off against the Boston Red Sox. Cutter Crawford is going to be going for the Sox. And Tristan McKenzie is on the bump for the Guardians. The Guardians are a very slight favorite. Anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at Boston, it's anywhere between minus 105 and plus 105. Nine is your total. Over is minus 120. And the under is even. And with Cleveland, I did wind up saying them at minus 117. So... Pretty much a max I'm willing to lay is at minus 115 price. But you know what? I'm going to be willing to lay it. And for Boston, it's been the no good, really bad week for them. As ever since they wanted coming out the All-Star break, it has been far from terrific. And they didn't get the start that they were hoping for out of Nathan Eovaldi yesterday. So that's not too terrific. And they're going up against the Golden Guardian team that they're just doing a great job of being able to get on base. Nolan Jones, Josh Naylor, Jose Ramirez, Stephen Kwan, Amid Rosario, Andres Jimenez, all these guys hitting at least a 275 for the team. Jimenez and Josh Naylor have a double-digit amount of homers. And then you've got the RBI man in Jose Ramirez entering into yesterday with 79 RBI, good for third in the league, 19 home runs. He has been terrific for the team. And for the Boston Red Sox, they do have J.D. Martinez back at the fold. He and Xander Bogarts both hitting above a 295. And Christian Vasquez, they able to do a solid job of being able to move the line. But Jaron Durant, he has really been falling down the toilet bowl a little bit recently. Bobby Dahlbeck is right now the player with the most home runs really in the starting lineup right now along 
J.D. Martinez at 9. That is not ideal. And the bottom of the lineup in general, Franchi Cordero, Jackie Bradley Jr., Yomar Sanchez, Bobby Dalbeck, Kevin Ploiecki, all these guys are going to get 225 or lower because Trevor Story currently out of the fold for the team as well. And for the Boston Red Sox, over the last four plus weeks. They've got a bottom five bullpen out there in the big leagues. Tanner Houck is someone I do like, but Jake Diekman has been seeing a little bit of a fall off in his production. I do like John Schreiber, Eric Alcazar, both of these guys have been able to post up a sub 3-3 ERA, but it's been really a sad state of affairs for them. And then for the Cleveland Guardians, you've got Emmanuel Class A, who's one of the best lights out closers that you're going to find out there in the big leagues. They did wind up having to use up quite a bit of their bullpen a little bit earlier in the series, but they were able to get a little bit more out of Cal Quantrill yesterday. James Karinczak is now back off of the injured list. Aniel de los Santos has been able to give you right around three ERA. Eli Morgan, Sam Hentages, both of these guys have seen a fall off in terms of their production, but certainly a team that I think is going to be able to do a solid job. Behind a guy in Tristan McKenzie, who he was so bad with his command last season that he was sent down to the minor leagues, has resurfaced and has been very solid this season. He has given up right around 1.4 home runs per nine innings, but the strikeouts per nine rate, that is in the neighborhood about an eight and a half. He's been able to do a nice job giving up just 2.3, 2.4-ish walks per nine innings and on the road, 323 ERA. He has given up 12 home runs in 69 and two-thirds innings on the road, but opponents overall hitting a buck 98 off of him. I do think that Tristan McKenzie going to be able to get it done against a guy in Cutter Crawford that he's got good swing and miss stuff with right around 10 strikeouts per nine innings, but is also having a little bit of a tough time in terms of command right around 3.4 walks per nine innings. Lines up very well with how you wound up doing at the minor league level, and he's given up three plus runs in three out of his last five starts as well, so I certainly do have my question marks there. This is a situation where I do wind up saying the Cleveland Guardians has a minus 117 favorite, so I'm going to be willing to lay it here. So my total a little bit north of nine, so here at the nine, going to be taking a look at it over as well. 917, 918 on the bang board, the Seattle Mariners. They hit the road to face off against the Houston Astros. Jose Arakidi is going to be going for this Rose, and Logan Gilbert is on the bump for the Mariners. We've seen some live movement on this one. Seattle open up at a plus 135. Now we're seeing them anywhere between plus 120, seeing as high as a plus 128, so we have seen this dip a little bit. The Astros who open up at a minus 160, they're now anywhere between minus 132 to a minus 140 as I record this. Eight is your total. Under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. The over is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110, and even with the line move, I am still on the Seattle Mariners. Pretty much anything about a plus 105 or greater, willing to take a shot here. Now the Astros, I think they're going to be able to pick it up a little bit after they wind up getting swept by the poopy Oakland A's but with that said, the guy that you want to be busting up the slump is not necessarily Jose Urquidy. I will say for Jose Urquidy, he's been able to do significantly better at home rather than on the road. 483 road ERA, 263 home ERA. Not a guy that's going to induce a lot of punch outs though. He's getting right around 7 strikeouts per 9 innings and he's been giving up the deep ball this year. He's given up right around 1.55 home runs per 9 innings. Now, at home, it's been a little bit more tamed down. He's given up right around 1.3 home runs per 9 innings and he's always got good command. Two walks per 9 innings, but that said, you take a look at what Logan Gilbert has been able to do, and he has been absolutely masterful for the Seattle Mariners team, and he's been better on the road. 242 road ERA compared to a 319 ERA at home. He's been giving up overall for the year right around one home run per nine innings, so he's been able to do a very stable job there. His walks per nine rate, that over's in the neighborhood about a 2.3, so has been able to do a nice job holding down the fort in that respect as well. Just a guy that I think the, the Seattle Mariners are going to be able to build around for a very long time, and another guy that the Seattle Mariners are able to build around for a long time, one Julio Rodriguez who now has eight 
18 home runs thus far this season and has been able to catch some fire for this lineup. Hitting at 275, you've also got Eugenio Suarez, 333 on base, only about a 235 batting average, but he's got 16 plus home runs himself. You do take a look at this lineup and you need a little bit more out of some of these guys. Jesse Winker, Dylan Moore, Carlos Santana, Kyle Lewis, Cal Raleigh, Lewis Torrance, all these guys in 225 or lower, but Raleigh has been able to give you double digit amount of homers. Winker sends that brawl out there in LA. He's got North of a 340 on base as well. Adam Frazier has just been an albatross for the team, but Sam Hagerty is hitting above a 300 as well. And for the Houston Astros, it's been a little bit intermiss with their lineup as well. Jordan Alvarez finds it going deep yesterday, but really past that, you didn't get a lot in that series against the Oakland A's. You do have Jose Altuve, who he wanted getting a day off in that series, and you got to wonder if there's a little bit of a lingering issue with him. He went 0 for 4 in the game yesterday. So, hitting for the season overall, a 272. He and Kyle Tucker between 17 and 19 home runs apiece. So, these guys have been able to do a solid job all season long, but now with Tucker, Yoli Gurriel, Elamendes, Diaz, all these guys are in between about a 235 to a 250. Jake Myers hitting in that neighborhood about a 235-ish as well, but the entire catcher spot has been an issue. Now, the good news for the Houston Astros is the fact that this bullpen has been absolutely lights up, though. You did wind up having to use up Seth Martinez, Ryan Sanic, a pair of guys with a sub-2-2 ERA. You've been able to have, though, Rafael Montero be able to give you a sub-2 ERA. Brian Abreu has been very good in the bullpen. Ryan Presley has been able to do his job as well. And for the Seattle Mariners, over the last 35 days, they've got an ERA that's more than a full point better than anyone else in the big leagues. It has been right around a buck sixty. These guys have been nothing short of masterful as you've got someone like a Penn Murphy who's been able to give you good innings all season long along with Paul Sewell but Diego Castillo, he wound up having an ERA that was north of six after the first 45 days of the season. Last 30 days, buck sixty nine ERA. He has certainly been able to do his job. You've got a similar sort of trajectory when it comes to other guys like an Andres Munoz. We've seen Matt Brash going to the bullpen. He's been able to give the team some solid innings. Matthew Festa, after a bad start to the season, he's been able to pick it up as well. So I do think that there's good value here on the Seattle Mariners. Anything above plus 105, want to take a shot here on Seattle. This is a total that I did wind up saying at an 8.3. The Astros have been a relatively solid under team, but Jose Urquidy taking the mound, I think is going to lead to a few more runs. And I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression with both of these bullpens moving forward as well. So going over and going to be looking at Seattle. And we wrap things up with 919, 920 on the main board. The LA Angels are going to be playing us to the Texas Rangers. Spencer Howard goes for the Rangers and Shohei Otani is going to be on the bump for the Angels. The Angels are finding themselves as a big favorite. Anywhere between minus 220 and minus 240. Meanwhile, with Texas, they are back to being a big underdog. Anywhere between plus 195 and plus 205. 7.5 is your total. Under is minus 120. Seeing a minus 115 out there as well. Over is anywhere between even minus 105. Straight 7 on the board as well. That over is minus 120. The under is even. Laid it out with our good friend, Andrew Cayley. It's willing to lay up to a minus 225 on the Angels' money line, but in terms of the run line, right now we're seeing that anywhere between even money and minus 110. Circa offering an even money, gotta love that. And I'm willing to lay up to a minus 120 with regards to this Angels' run line. Shoy Otani has been absolutely masterful for this team all season long. A 280 ERA for the season. That includes his bad start against the Atlanta Braves, in which, truthfully, he was just kept out there too long. That was just bad managing in general. Maybe they shouldn't have gotten rid of that Joe Madden guy, but I digress. Prior to that, he had given up a grand total of two earned runs in his previous six starts, and he's been able to do it both at home and on the road, but at home, he's been especially good. 205 ERA, giving up four home runs in 48 and a third innings, and his strikeout rate is absolutely off the charts right now. He is getting right around 12.9 to 13 strikeouts per nine innings, and for Spencer Howard, he has been able to get right around seven half to eight strikeouts per nine innings, but a 7.11 ERA. He's always open to giving up runs, just like 7-11 is always open for serving you. For Spencer Howard, just has been a case 
which he's been a little bit better since coming up from the minor leagues, but I mean, since he's come up from the minor leagues as well, it's not like he's been anything great. He's given up four plus runs in two out of his four starts since he won a breeze surfacing. He's got a 5.30 ERA, which he's went from being really, really bad to just being standardly bad, giving up four home runs in 18 and two-thirds innings in that time span, and for the Rangers, their bullpen has begun to have a little bit of a fall-off ever since Joe Barlow wanted to getting hurt. That's been a little bit tough. Now, Matt Moore, Brock Burke, both of these guys have been able to give you a sub-2 ERA, but we've seen it with Garrett Richards and Dana Santana, a pair of guys that were very good at the beginning of the season. They now both have ERAs that are north of eight over the last 30 days, including Dennis Santana over the last 30 days, 13 appearances, and 11.70 ERA. That is not necessarily so great for the scene. Brett Martin has not necessarily been good all season long. Now, Texas, they do have a lot of guys that are able to go yard for you, and they've got some balanced power in general. As Corey Seager has been able to lead the way, he's been able to give the team 23 home runs, hitting right in the neighborhood about a 243. And you do have quite a few guys on the team hitting in that neighborhood of about a 235 to a 255. Charlie Culverson, Seager, I mentioned before, Adelise Garcia's got 18 home runs of his own. You're able to throw in there. Marcus Simeon as well has been able to go deep 13 times. They're all sort of in that pocket. Cole Calhoun has been able to give you 11 home runs, but he's seen a fall off in his average. He's hitting right around 220. Josh Smith, when he's been up at the big league level, he's been hitting right around 210. Now, Nate Lowe has been the main constant for being able to reach base. 275 average. He's been able to slug out 14 home runs, but even with Mike Trout out of the fold, and it sounds like he's dealing with a bad back issue that is not necessarily too terrific. I do think that they're going to be able to generate enough offense to be able to get it done in this spot because you still have that aforementioned Mr. Shoei Otani, who's got north of 20 home runs, hanging for right around a 350 on base. Taylor Ward has been himself since coming off the injured list, but still has a double digit amount of homers and a 375 on base. Jared Walsh has been able to about a 245. He's been able to slug out 13 bombs. The guys at the bottom of the fold, Phil Gosselin, Brandon Marsh, Andrew Velasquez, able to throw in their mats. Stefanovic, these guys hitting a 225 or lower. That's not necessarily too terrific. A Kurt Suzuki long in the tooth, hitting a 200. Not a lot expected there, but with that said, I do think that LA going to be able to get their offense online against a guy in Spencer Howard that still, even since he's been recalled from the minor leagues, has not been too great, and the Rangers bullpen just in general not trustworthy, along with that of the LA Angels. As you got Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop, and Rossi Iglesias, your 7th through ninth inning guys, all posting up north of a 3-5 area. Jose Cuijada has really been one of your better relievers for the team with a sub-3 ERA, and that's really saying something. Elvis Piguero, he has left the building with north of a 7 ERA as well, so I do think they are going to be able to get some runs in this game. Set my total at 7.7 looking over, and want to lay up to a minus 120 on the Angels run line, and that will wrap things up for the Thursday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. A big thanks to our guest, Andrew Cayley of Covers, for joining me in the last segment. If you do like portraying from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one or two ways to be able to those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNRNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, it does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to on this podcast. Find that five-star review. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, which means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.